praise God with praise God, praise God, praise God.
Hallelujah. Father, we bless you. Hallelujah. Everyone, please, if you could stand in this moment of worship. We want to welcome you to the Thrive Zone Church worship gathering on this Sunday afternoon. We bless the Lord. How many of y'all are grateful? Grateful to be in the house of worship. Whether you're joining us physically in the campus, if you're joining us virtually online, listen, there is a special anointing in this house right now. We want to we want to wrap ourselves up in what God is doing in this moment. You know we have an agenda, but we have to be open to shifting when God shifts because we want to make sure we're in sync and in step with him and Father we thank you, we thank you for this moment Father we exalt you we praise you, we reverence your spirit in this moment, we reverence your spirit in this moment, Father we honor you, we exalt you we glorify you hallelujah Father, we come in agreement to what it is that you're doing right now, Father. Father, we come in agreement with what you're doing right now, 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 right now. We surrender and our answer is yes. I just hear, I just hear, I just hear, I just hear, tell God yes, tell God yes, tell God yes. Tell God yes, tell God yes, tell God yes. Hallelujah, thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah, thank you, Father. We reverence you, we reverence you, we salute you. We honor you, 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 we honor you. Hallelujah. Sometimes, you know, we just need to know how to get lost in his presence. Get lost in his presence to get caught up in him. We allow ourselves to get distracted with what's going on around us. But if we can allow ourselves to get caught up in him and what he's doing, hallelujah, God, we honor you. We honor you. We honor you in this moment. Father, we thank you for what you're doing in Stone Mountain, Father. Father, we thank you for this region that you have assigned to us, Father. Father, we thank you, Father. We lift up this region and those who are in this region, Father. Father, we thank you for what you're doing in the Stone Mountain region. Father, we thank you for an awakening that's coming to this region, Lord God. And Father, we thank you that it starts with the house of the Lord. So, Father, today we surrender ourselves. We come in agreement to what it is that you want to do. Father, forget our will and what we want if it does not line up with your strategy and your plan for this hour, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, Father, help us to surrender ourselves, Father, to you, Father. Father, help us to say yes, Lord God, not just out of our mouths, but out of our heart, Lord God. Father, we come against any spirit of confusion, in any spirit of division, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, we know that it's going to take unity to do what you want to do in this region and in our lives, Father. So this morning, we bind the spirit of confusion in the name of Jesus. Father, we come against it now in the name of Jesus. And Father, we lose peace and understanding, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Father, we thank you for what you're doing in this moment. Father, we thank you for what you're doing in this house. Father, we thank you for what you're doing in our lives, Father. Have your way, Father. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Your kingdom come. 
Amen. Hallelujah. I know that we have a set order and we have a run of service, but I want to go with the Father today. I hear God saying, tell him to get out of my way. 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 Let me do what I want to do. Let me do what I want to do. God say, give me all of you today. Give me all of you. 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 We yield to you, Father. And what it is that you're doing, have your way. 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 Have your way, God. Have your way, have your way. Have your way, have your way. Have your way, God. Have your way. Do what you want to do. Do what you want to do. Our answer is yes. We yield to you. We yield to you. We come in agreement with you, Father. We don't wrestle. We don't wrestle against you, Lord God. We war with you. We don't wrestle against you. We war with you. Hallelujah, God. Let our focus. Let our focus be you. Hallelujah, God. Let our focus be you. Hallelujah. Let our motive and our heart, Lord God, and the reason why we do what we do, let it be true, Father. Let it be true, Lord God. Let it be pure, Father. We're going to go right into worship. We're going to go right into worship. We're going to go right into worship. We're going into worship. We're going further into worship. As we begin to worship through song. But I feel like that. I feel a war in the house. And I walk around the next two minutes. And just begin to
We love you. We love you. We love you, Father. How you've been so good to us and our families. Father, you kept us even when we, we, didn't, we didn't even deserve to be kept. You kept us, Lord God. Father, even when we wanted to give up on ourselves, you would not give up on us, Father. Some of us tried to bring harm to ourselves, and you didn't even allow it to work. We thank you, Father God. When the enemy came in like a flood, when the thief came, Father, you showed up with a standard, and we thank you, hallelujah, that you always step in, that you never leave us, that you're always there for us, that you never forsake us. Thank you for being the Father that we can depend on. Thank you for being trustworthy. We thank you. Hallelujah, Father. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah. Sometimes when our backs were against the wall, Hallelujah, Lord God, and we thought that it was over. Father, you made a way out of no way. We thank you. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody, oh God, made out a way out of no way praise. You didn't know how you was coming up out of what you found yourself in. But God, showed up on the fire. I said, just like he always does right on time. Hallelujah. In the midst of calamity, in the midst of chaos, in the midst of distress, he showed up. He showed up. He showed up. He showed up. Oh, God, yes. He showed up. He showed up. He showed up. Somebody needs to thank God today for showing up. He showed up. When you wanted to give up, He showed up. When you thought it was over, He showed up. And I hear God saying, even in this moment, that some of you, because of your worship, because of your praise, because of your submission to him and what he wants to do in this moment, God said, I'm going to show up. I'm going to show up. I'm going to show up. Hallelujah. Sometimes the reason why we don't give God what he's due as relates to the praise and the worship and our, our time of prayer and our time of travail and intercession and spending time with him is because we really don't believe that he can do what he said that he would do. We come to a place of despair. But I hear God saying today, go beyond yourself. It's time to die to what you think. If it's not what God's saying, it's time to die. It's time to kill the limits that you put on him. I hear the Lord say, assassinate your limitations. Because I'm not restricted. I am a I am an all-powerful God. I can do whatever I want to do. No one can restrain me. I cannot be restricted. The only restrictions that you have in your life are those that you have placed. 
God said today the door is open. 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 Come on. The door is open. Come on. The door is open. The door is open. Come on now. The door is open. The door is open. Come on, praise and worship team. Join me. The door is open. Come on now. The door is open. The door is open. open. The door is open. Some of y'all, y'all not used to this type of. The door is open. Well, let me tell you that this is what the door is open.
Get serious. 
forward. Make it about Him. Silence the chatter. And get in a posture of worship. And watch what God does. God said, you're waiting for a microphone to be turned on. Or a stream to go live. God said, I can meet you before the stream. I can meet you before a prayer. I can meet you before a confession. If you're seeking me. This is the hour for the seekers. And forget about what people think about you. And what it looks like. And well, that's the word of the Lord for you. You've got to come out of that shell and become the woman of God that God said that you are supposed to be. We are not to conform to the world, but we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. God said, allow me to renew your mind, your own way of doing things.
see a spiritual IV. You know how when you go to the hospital and you can be severely dehydrated and they order an IV full of all the nutrients and all the fluids that you need because you need something to get in you faster than the word of pill can do. And I hear the Lord saying, I'm here today. There is a spiritual transfusion. God said, I want to infuse you with what it is that you need for this week. Let him do it. Let him do it. Let him do it. Whatever your IV is, whatever's in your bag, it's what you need. It's customized for you. It's that don't worry about what's in the next person, what they got going into their spiritual being. Just focus on you and yourself today. Hallelujah. Come on, praise team. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Seek me first. Seek me first. That's what the Lord is saying. Seek me first. Yes. Seek me first. Oh, seek me first. Hallelujah. Let's give God a hand of praise. Let's give him a hand of praise. Hallelujah, God. He is our God. He is our Lord of Lords. Amen. The only way that we could seek the Lord first is if we acknowledge him as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Amen. Hallelujah. The only wise God forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Hallelujah. 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 First Kings, the 18th chapter, talks about a battle between Elijah and the prophets of Baal. And the only way that Elijah could win the battle is because he served a God that was mighty he was strong. He was a healer. He was a Lord of all lords and the King of all kings. Amen. Hallelujah. We know that our God is mighty and he's strong. Amen. Hallelujah. Water you turned into wine. Out of the ashes we rise. There's no one left. 
There's nobody. None like you. Oh, our God is greater. Our God is greater. Our God is stronger. Lord, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer. Awesome in power.
Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your presence, Lord, is what our hearts long for. To be overcome by your presence, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Continue to bless him in Jesus. Yes, Lord. Continue to bless the Holy Spirit. here right now. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. We call him Yahweh. He's sovereign. He is the I am that I am. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Jesus. Continue to have your way today, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Yes,
I don't know if you all recall, but um, I believe it was last month I, I spoke that we were going to have a tag team Sunday. And so this is our tag team Sunday. So I'm very grateful to have two of the daughters of this house, two of the leaders of this house, who God has tapped on the shoulder today. And they have the word of the Lord for today. And so I want to introduce to some and present to others uh, Evangelist, She was recently uh, licensed as an evangelist out of the Thrive Zone uh, campus. And we are just so excited. The Stone Mountain campus. And so would you all please stand 
And let's just honor this vessel as she comes, my daughter, Evangelist Lanicia Mullins Aaron. God bless you. and to speak to you guys today so I want to jump straight into it um, so um, for the last well for the last few weeks for the last week in particular like I've been praying and the word that's been in my spirit has been peace <laughs> right so peace so as I'm praying all I can feel I'm, I'm praying about peace I want God to like you know open my eyes and open my heart so I could you know get dig deeper into this and I asked him to give me a scripture like what, what am I gonna go based on you know for peace there's so much that you're doing and so much that you have done right so um, I opened the Bible and the last place my pen was the last place I was studying was um, Joshua so I was like, okay, we're going to talk about marching around the wall. The wall fell down. Like, I was excited, right? Right? So I, immediately, that's where I assumed we were going straight to victory, <laughs> you know? But that's, that's not what happened. So as I started to read, um, I, I had to back. He made me go back, you know? So we had to go back to before the wall fell down, before, you know, we got to the point where we could celebrate. <laughs> so... Um, we, if you could turn with me to um, Joshua 1, and we're going to start from 1, and we're reading all the way down to 9. So. Say amen if you get it. <laughs> all right, I'm going to start reading. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, My servant... Moses is dead. Now proceed to cross the Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the Israelites. Every place that the sole of your foot will um, thread upon, I have given to you, as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and the Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea in the west shall be your territory. No one shall be able to stand against you all the days of your life. Somebody say all the days of your life. Okay. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous. Somebody say, be strong, be strong and, courageous. and courageous. For you shall put this people in possession of the land that I swore to, the, to their ancestors to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to act in accordance with all the laws that my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, so that you may be successful wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night, 
so that you may be careful to act in accordance with all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall be successful. I hereby command you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Somebody say, wherever you go. Hallelujah, Jesus. We ask you to just consume us right now, oh, Father God. We invite you into this room. We invite you into our hearts, oh, Father God. Open up our minds so that we can receive you and show us how to apply your word to our lives today, Lord. Hallelujah. We want to start from the beginning. I want to just emphasize the fact that Joshua was not a direct descendant of Moses. He was the son of Moses' assistant. So... I I was only thinking, like, how many of us have been somewhere where we've been called to do something that was so foreign? We didn't even expect to be there, but we got tapped on the shoulder and placed in position before we had time to process it. So that's what that's what kind of happened to Joshua. He was called into a position that looked so much greater than anything he could have imagined for himself. He was he was the son of the assistant. So I could only imagine the fear and the doubt that was consuming him. That whatever he was thinking in that moment, God called him to be in a place of power. God called him to be something that he didn't see for himself probably. Right? So I just wanted to to go back there and touch on that. Because God has a way of sometimes calling us to do things that we've never seen before. He has a way of moving us from our norm and placing us in a place where we have to look outside of ourselves, outside of our box. So that was very interesting to me. So he gave him specific instructions. God told him that he was going to finish what Moses had started. That is a big task. That's something, um, as I was thinking, sometimes we're giving jobs that... We didn't even ask for. We didn't ask for that. That's not something I wanted for myself, but God called us to it. And it's only right that we do it to the best of our ability. All you have to do is open your hearts and say yes to God. Say yes to his process. Say yes to his will. Yes. So God gave him a direction. He gave him something, and he was not disobedient. He said he opened his heart. He opened his mind. And even though he may have had doubts, he stood, he stood silent in obedience. And he did exactly what it was God asked him to do. But it was, it was dwelling on me that Moses had already passed away. But the promise of God still lived on. It doesn't matter like what you are going through. If God called something over your life, it will be, it will come to pass. It doesn't matter what it is. If God spoke a word, if he called something, if he said something will be done, he's going to do it. He is a God. He's not a man that he will lie. He is going to do exactly what he said he will do time and time again. There is no gaps in his promises. There is no room for error in his promises. Whatever he told us, whatever he has proclaimed over us will come to pass in his time. Despite what we feel, despite who we think is going to be the messenger or who is going to fulfill it, he is going to have his way. And sometimes we just need to step out of our own way and allow God to guide us. Because we are sometimes our biggest enemy. 
And we are sometimes the ones that are blocking the very thing that's, can, that's in our path to bless us. So we have to learn how to step out of the way of God so that we can walk in the will of God. God is so good. So Moses now has passed away. Now Joshua is here. You know, he's being obedient. And despite whatever he's saying, God continues to let him know. The same God that I was for Moses, I am that God for you. The same promise I told him, I'm going to keep it for you. I'm going to make sure you're protected. I'm going to keep your feet stayed fast. But guess what he told him to do? Make sure my word is in your heart. The importance the importance of you knowing God's word for yourself has been written and emphasized in this book. And he tells him that if you memorize my words, the words that Moses gave you in your heart, if you have that continuously in your head, there's no way you'll be led astray. Because you will know from within what you will and what you will not be allowed to do. You won't have to ask another question. Just imprint this in your heart. Know my word for yourself and you will not be led astray. So that was so powerful for me because in so many situations, we rely on other people to pull us through in certain situations. We rely on other people to direct us, to lead us, to open up a door, right? But a lot of the time we don't understand the power within ourselves. If we open up the great book, the book of promises, God's love letter to us, and actually read for ourselves. It doesn't matter what scripture. God has a way of leading you exactly to what you need to hear when you need to hear it. He knows what you're going through. He knows what you're dealing with. He knows exactly what you're broken piece of you needs to be touched in the moment. If you would just turn over your problems to God, if you would just turn over whatever you're going through to God, He will make every broken piece of you make sense. He will make every situation that you've been dragged through make sense. And He will make even your downfall the great testimony of His goodness. If you just allow Him to lead you, and if you just do exactly what it is He's calling you to do, No matter what it feels like, no matter how uncomfortable it makes you, no matter how big it seems, because my God is a God that he's going to equip you for every battle. He will make sure you are prepared. He's going to be there to do exactly what he calls you to do with you right there by your side. He's not going to send you out empty-handed, and he's not going to send you out unequipped. He's going to make sure you have what you need every single time. So... This was just confirmation for me. Whatever you are going through, pick up your book and let God be your guide. Let him be your GPS. He is a navigational system. And he will not fail you. He's not going to send you the wrong direction. He's going to place your feet exactly where they need to be, exactly when they need to be there. So you have to trust in him, trust his words, trust his promise over you. God continuously tells him, be strong and courageous. The way he continuously repeats that in this scripture makes me feel like how much fear was consuming Joshua for God to have to keep repeating that. How 
much fear, how much doubt was he sensing from him that he had to keep telling him that? I need you to be strong. Sometimes we're going through something and we don't understand our own strength, right? We don't see our strength a lot of the times until we get through something. But God wants you to know in the midst of it, this is in the beginning before he even started leading the army. God told him, be strong, be courageous. You don't need the strength when you get in the battle. You need to know you have it now. Your strength is here before you even get there. Be prepared. Know that I got you. You need to trust your process. Trust whatever I'm doing right now for you. And that touched me because a lot of the times we have unwavering, you know, like a lot of wavering faith, right? So we trust that God is going to do what he needs to do. But come on, God, don't do it like that. You know, we try to talk him. We try to tell him how how to move in our lives. We try to direct God on how to bless us and how to move in the way that we need him to move. But I need you guys to just trust and believe whatever God placed in front of you, that he is doing it for a reason. It doesn't matter how little you feel like it is. It doesn't matter how big it feels or it seems. God placed you in your situation for a reason. It doesn't matter if you feel like I'm only in school, you know, this shouldn't be so hard. God placed you there for a reason and your struggle is real for you. You know, God is giving you whatever it is you're going through for it to be a testimony for someone else later. Maybe someone else can't handle your situation. God needs you to know that he placed you in it on purpose. It was intentional. It wasn't by accident. So he needs you to trust your process, be strong, be courageous, trust him. He goes on to, um, after telling Moses, make sure you, you remember this. He told him that if he puts, make sure, you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to act in accordance with all that I ha- that is written. For then shall... Um, you shall make your way prosperous. Then shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall be successful. We sometimes don't understand that us being obedient to God will lead us to that big outcome, that big manifestation that we've been thinking and dreaming and daydreaming about. It starts here. It starts now. Being obedient with whatever it is, the little things that God calls us to. Then he will reveal the master plan later on. Sometimes we go through different tests and we don't understand what God is doing in our lives. But God has a way of lining us up for the big blessing. God has a way of showing us that we need to move when he says move. If he said go left, you got to go left. If he said go right, you have to go left. Because if he says go right, you have to go right. Because he needs to make sure that you can hear him in advance before you get into the big situation where he needs to know. He can't test you then when you're going through it. He wants you to be strong. You need to be ready in advance before you get placed in a situation where God has called you to be. Because God's not going to give you anything that's going to break you and and, and put you under. He's going to put pressure on you enough for you to grow. And I want you to understand that growth is powerful in this moment. Whatever you're going through, no matter how hard it is, no matter how deep you feel like you're sinking, no matter how you feel like you're drowning, like you're struggling to catch air, God placed you there strategically. He wants you to know that he 
can do it for you. All you have to do is release the sound, whatever the sound is within you. God said, call me into your situation. Call me into whatever it is you have on your plate. I will do it for you. Call me. If you can release the sound in this place today, let God hear you. Let him know that you are listening. He needs to sometimes be invited in. Tell him, God, I want you to be a part of my situation. God, I need you to make a way. I can't do it on my own. But with you, Lord, I can do it. And this book right here, this this word, he gave him so much confirmation. And he kept repeating it. I'm with you. You got this. Be strong. Be courageous. Because the, vac- the victory was already yours. I'm letting you know this now. The battle was won. And you are already victorious. Just be strong and courageous. And that, that is the message that I need everyone to just understand. Be strong and courageous with whatever it is you're going through. Because God already made a way. The victory is already yours. Just trust and believe in whatever your process is. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord is so good. He is so good. Hallelujah. He continuously reminded him that he is with him. He is with you. He is with you. He is with you. And whatever it is you're going through, he is with you. And I I know I'm going to jump ahead. After he had sent out the army to go and warn all the people in the camp, Joshua sent out the army. And, you know, maybe he felt like there would be resistance. You don't know sometimes how are the people going to look at me. I'm just this person. I'm just this nobody. Nobody knows my name. How are they going to receive me? What are they going to say when I send a command? He, he could have had so many questions in him, right? So that, that made me think, like, what is happening? Then it continues to say that he sends out this message to the troops. And they go throughout the camp and they're letting him know, hey, you know, this is what we need to do. We're going to cross the Jordan. Joshua says, we're crossing the Jordan. This is the word from God. We're crossing the Jordan. And to my surprise, it probably wasn't to his. God knew what he was doing. The people of the, the, the people he was lead, leading, the Israelites looked and said, they answered Joshua. This is verse 16, Joshua 1:16. They answered Joshua, all that you have commanded us, we will do. And whatever And wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we obeyed Moses, in all things, so will we obey you. And I just came to say, if God placed something for you to do, don't question it. Because when it's time for you to move, he's going to open every door. He's going to open every heart. He's going to soften the minds of every person that you need to come in contact with. There's no one that can say no when God already said yes. So you guys just hold that steady. Whenever you are sent out on a mission, make sure you ask God to to take a look within you, purify you, and make sure he's the guide of your life. Make sure you trust in him, and you make sure your process is being led by God, because he will not lead you astray. He's going to open up every door. He's going to open up every hand. He's going to open up every possible thing for you to do what needs to be done, and for you to have what's needed to win, because of that, the victory is already yours. Just claim it today in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. He's so good. He is so good. As I was, um, I just wanted to leave this last thing with you guys. As I was um, studying 
then I kept going to the scripture. Like, I don't know if you know how to use the Bible app, but um, sometimes you can press a little um, icon, and if you press a word, it'll bring up script. Um, scriptures about um, whatever the word is, whatever you're looking up. And I just, peace was just singing in me. It was singing in my, in my soul. And the scripture that I wanted to leave with you, another one is um, Philippians 4 and verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And I'm just Letting you know today, God already has you. God is working in your life at this moment. Every decision, everything you're going through, he is making sure that you're equipped for the biggest one yet. Your assignment is not over. Don't give up on yourself because you have a father that did not give up on you. And I just wanted to encourage you guys to keep pushing. Keep pushing through whatever it is you're going through. Don't make anyone make you feel like you're not good enough. You have a father that forgives you time and time again. Turn to him for the answer. Turn to him for direction, and he will lead you to exactly where you need to be. Be faithful in your own process, because God got you. He has you. God, peace. Amen. Pray that you all will bless. Amen. God is here and he's speaking. So we're going to bring another daughter of the house who happens to be our campus pastor. So if you all would stand. I believe in honoring the gift. If you don't honor the person, you don't have a problem with the person, at least honor the gift. Amen. So let's stand and honor the gift. And another daughter of the house. Campus Pastor Cynthia Jackson. God bless you. God, amen. Praise God. We're going to keep it moving. Amen. This this Sunday has just been spectacular. The praise and worship, I thought we were going to stay right there and just go on in. Because, I mean, God came in and presented. I mean, and just caused a whirlwind, but we thank God for that. We thank him, amen, for his love, his grace, his mercy, oh God. We thank God for the peace that, amen, that evangelist um, Glenicia spoke about. We're going to go into another familiar scripture and allow the Lord to speak into our hearts. Father, Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, that your spirit is still moving, Lord God. Things are still shifting. Father, we're still hearing as our ears are open, Lord God, to hear you in our eyes, Lord God. Father, to see your presence, Lord God. We just give you glory, Lord God, at this time. We give you honor, Lord God. We give you praise, Lord God, as we continue to stand on your word. Amen. We're going to go into his word and um, 
Luke chapter 1. We're going to start with verse 1. We're going to read down to verse 9. Amen. It's a very familiar scripture. Amen. As we begin to go into it. But one thing. God will give you, even though it's the same word, God will turn that thing around from you and give you different um, perspectives. And he gave me a different perspective of this word, amen, that blew me away this morning. So let us go in and share. Amen. It's Luke 19, chapter 19, started at verse 1. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. And there was a man called by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. Zacchaeus was trying to see who Jesus was. And he was unable to due to the crowd because he was of short stature. So he ran ahead and climbed up a sycamore tree in order to see him because he was about to pass through the way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up. And said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for today I must stay at your house. We're going to stop right there real quick, and then we're going to go on. Amen. But is it any time in your life, Zacchaeus said, I want to see this Jesus. I want to see this man they've been talking about. They've been saying he created miracles, and and I've learned a little bit about him. And I know a little bit um, what everyone is passing up and down and telling this. But Zacchaeus came that because he wanted to know Jesus, this man that they were talking to. But because of Zacchaeus' statue, he was unable to see him because of the crowd. See, Zacchaeus knew about Jesus, but he didn't know him. He didn't know Jesus. But sometimes during our life, no matter where we are, we may be curious about some things. But it's not until we allow that curiosity to allow us to search and to find what it is that we're looking for. So Zacchaeus that came into the point of his life is that I want to know the man. I believe each and one of us came to that point that we didn't heard about it. I haven't seen the miracles. I didn't read the book. But it's my time. I want to know the man. So as Zacchaeus began to go forth, and he said one thing I like. He said he was rich, so it was obvious he didn't want to see Jesus because the fish or the bread. Because he had the finances that he needed. But it was one thing that Zacchaeus was lacking. He didn't know Jesus. Every physical thing that he already had. Has anybody ever been in that? I raised my hand then. That I thought that I had everything that I needed. I thought that I had the man that I wanted. It was going out. I thought I had the home that I wanted. It was going on. And the house and the money and everything that I needed. But even in all that, I knew that that was something. Something that I was lacking. Something that I needed. I just couldn't put my finger on it. But everything that the world said that I needed, I felt that I already had. But see, and that's where Zacchaeus was. He said everything that that they say that I can have, I already have it. Now, nobody went to say, we already already said Zacchaeus was a tax collector. So we know some of that stuff he got, he didn't get it the right way. He didn't get it the right way. 
He got it the way that the world said that he could get it. He, you know, probably schemed and did some things that he didn't need to do. But say, so Zacchaeus said that I want to see this man. So Zacchaeus was a very smart man. He said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead of them. I'm going to go ahead of them. So as he went ahead of them, not only did he go ahead of them, but he climbed up a sycamore tree. Is it anything that you said, well, I don't know how to do it. I'm not quite familiar with it. But I know in, in order for me to see or to get what it is I need, I got to move ahead. I got to move a little further than everybody else. While everybody else is sitting back here waiting to try to bring things together, I got to take a few steps further to get whatever it is I need. And this is where Zacchaeus was. And this is where I was when I knew I needed Jesus. See, because sometimes we think we need a lot of things that we don't need. We think that we got a lot of things that we don't really have that they have us. We think we're seeing success and we're not successful because money does not bring happiness. Mm -hmm. Knowing Jesus brings happiness. Have a relationship with Jesus brings tranquility. Brings the peace that Evangelist was talking about. When you really know Jesus, you know peace. I don't care if his name is Leroy or Charlie Brown. If you don't know Jesus, you don't have peace. I don't care if he be paying all of your bills. If you don't know Jesus, you don't know peace. Because that can change at any moment. Amen. Can we pay your car? No car insurance. Buy your groceries in the car. If you don't have Jesus, you don't have peace. If you don't have Jesus, you don't have love. If you don't have Jesus, there is no tranquility in what you're doing. Amen. Because Jerome can turn around at any time. Yeah, you better ask somebody. But it was the point that Zacchaeus said that I need more. I need more in my life. So he went up ahead and he climbed in a tree. So Zacchaeus wasn't even sure that Jesus could see him. But what Zacchaeus wanted to know, I need to see Jesus. I need to see this man that they're talking about. I need to see why everybody seems to be following him. I need to see these miracles, these signs and wonders. But how many of you know that even no matter where you are in your life, No matter if it's Leroy, Charlie Brown, or whoever it is. Or what you're doing, your finances, your circumstances. Jesus knows exactly where you are. And not only do he know where you are, he knows what you're doing. And what you did to get there. So Zacchaeus knew, probably thinking to himself, all the things that he had done in his life. So even in the sycamore tree... Looking down on Jesus. As Jesus passed him by, the word of God said, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down. For today, I must be at your house. Hallelujah. When there was things that were, had me all bound up and things that I didn't think that I could get out of, didn't even know how. That I felt that Jesus said, Cynthia, girl, come on down. Come on out of that situation you're in. 
Come on out of that dysfunctional relationship. Come on out away from there. Come on out of there. I see you back there trying to sit up in the cut. Come on out of there. Because today, I want you to meet me for real. I'm going to come to you. I know I need you to know Jesus. I don't care how much your grandmother and them preached about it. I don't care how much you what choir you was in the children choir on the junior missionary boy and all that. You was in the junior Bible class. You got your certificate because you learned the Ten Commandments and, and, and this, that, and the other. You got up there and sang your little song. You know, I love Jesus. He loved me and all that. But you didn't know me. You didn't know me. You didn't have no relationship with me. All that you did is you knew about me. But see, today, I need you to know about me. I need to come to your house. I need to get up in your face. Because I want to show you just how real I am. I need you to know that everything that you done done and thought that you got over, you got through it, you got around it, that don't mean nothing. Unless you know me. I need to know you. I need you to know that I'm your savior. I'm your deliverer. So he tells Zacchaeus, come on down. Like he told some of us, come on down. See today, because see, I'm tired of you. I'm tired of you. You sitting up in church and you clapping your hands and you falling out and you running around. And then Monday morning, I see you in the same place. Doing the same thing. With the same person. Over and over, it's a, it's a never-ending cycle. And then you back up in church like ain't nothing happened at all. And that you know me. See, because we learn the protocol. We learn that, hey, man, glory, shaman, ma. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, we learn, we, we learn how to do all that. But the relationship, knowing him, amen. Is what we really need. And that day, Jesus got tired. He told Zacchaeus, come on down. Come on down. And Zacchaeus hurried, that, hurried and came down and received him. See, one thing is that when God gets ready for us, he's been dealing with us for a long time. He's been interjecting our lives for a long time. He's been showing up in the places that we didn't think he would show up in. You ever been in a place you know ain't God in here and all of a sudden you hear a song in your heart? You hear a song in your spirit? In the most, most unlikely place, you singing about how God loves you. You sitting up witnessing to somebody. What you talking about? I don't know. And you sitting up showing the love of Christ in the most unlikely place. Because he's in there. As much as we may not know him or realize it, he's in there. When grandma and them were singing a song and they were saying those prayers over us and whether we understood what the song was saying when they were pushing us up in the choir, he got in there. When they begin to rub that oil all over our head, come here child, let me pray for you. Dripping all down your face. But see, we didn't understand what grandma knew. Grandma knew that it was going to take that oil what it represented was the blood of Jesus to get you through your life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So Zacchaeus said, said, okay, he was so overjoyed. 
And when the people saw this, we already got, always got some naysayers. And they begin to complain saying, he has gone in to be with a guest of a man who is a sinner. But Zacchaeus didn't say nothing. That didn't stop him. Because he was ready. He was ready. It's something about when you're ready. Because when you're really ready, you're already tired. All that stuff don't even satisfy you anymore. Zacchaeus had all that stuff. And he knew that he didn't have everything he needed. He wanted Jesus. He wanted to see this man. This person that everybody else was talking to. He knew that he needed more. So Zacchaeus began to, he said, okay. He stopped and said to the Lord. Hallelujah, Lord God. When the people saw this and he had gone to him, but Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, half of my possessions I am I'm giving to the poor. And if I've extorted anything from anyone, I am giving back four times as much. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to his house. Because he too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. You notice how Jesus didn't say anything. You know when God, when Jesus came into our lives, we begin to confess things. He already know. He began to tell the Lord, Lord, I'm sorry that I did this. I'm going to do that. The presence of the Almighty God brings change. It brings healing. It brings deliverance. It brings peace. It brings joy. It brings about a difference in our life. So Zacchaeus was ready. He said, now I wasn't ready probably before I climbed up that sycamore tree. But I thank God that I'm ready now. I'm ready now. And Jesus began to recognize him. He said, today you receive salvation. Salvation has come into your house. And you have been recognized as a son of Abraham. Because you confessed. And you recognize me as being Jesus. The Christ. The deliverer. The keeper. And everything. So Father, we thank you. We thank you for today, Lord God, that each and every one of us, no matter where we were, no matter what time it was in our life, Lord God, that you came into our lives and we recognize you as being our Savior. We thank you for that, Lord God. We thank you for your joy. We thank you, Lord God, that we received salvation that was freely given to us, Lord God. Hallelujah. We thank you for that. We thank you for your love, Lord God, that surpasses all understanding. And the peace, Lord God, that you've given us, Lord God. We thank you for all things in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I believe that God said today to somebody, God wanted to speak to us about peace because he wants you to come down out of that tree. Hallelujah. In other words, the Lord said, I'm not coming up there 
that's not the place that I want to meet you. I'm just letting it just marinate for a few minutes. Some of y'all still chewing. That mean the word was good. Hallelujah, Father. We thank you. We thank you, Father. We bless you. Hallelujah, Jesus. This is a perfect opportunity for someone who may say that I need to know this Jesus that I've seen you all worshiping and crying out to and praying to and teaching about you yourself may be in a tree you may feel unworthy but God wants to receive you on today Evangelist Glenicia to come for our time of commitment. And if that's you, she's going to pray with you. So you too can come into relationship with the one who's able to fix everything. That even though others may be looking down on you and saying that you're a sinner, you're not worthy. You don't deserve it. He said, you know what? I'm still going to your house. That's powerful. Then what life deems us unworthy, he could have said, meet me down the street at the park. He could have said, meet me anywhere. But he said, no, this is the day. I need to stay at your house. And that's the word of the Lord for somebody today. He needs to visit you at your house. Evangelist. Amen. Now, if this word touched anyone, if it if you feel like Evangelist Glenisa needs her mic on. Hallelujah. Thank you. Now, if you feel like this word was for you. If you feel like God was speaking to you in this atmosphere, if you receive what was said, then I just want you to open up your mouth and repeat this with me. If you believe that God God sent his son to die for you, Jesus died on the cross for you so your sins may be forgiven, just repeat these words with me. And just, just pray that God will guide you. Say, Lord... I believe that you died for me. Forgive me, Lord, all my sins. Sins that I've committed knowingly. Sins that I've committed unknowingly. I repent today, Lord. Help me to change my ways. Help me to turn to you for the answer. Help me, O Father God, to allow you to be the guide of my life. Teach me, Lord, how to be more like you. Help me, Lord, to accept myself the way you accept me. Help me, O Father God, to love the way you love me. Help me, O Father God, to turn to you in a time of need. 
I give it all up to you in this moment, Lord. Now, if you said that prayer with me, I believe that God heard you. And I believe that he is going to guide you. Amen. If you said that prayer on today, we want to rejoice with you. We want to celebrate with you. We want to connect with you. You can text SAVED, S-A-V-E-D. Apologies for that. Um, SAVED, S-A-V-E-D, to 404-800-1130. And we'll be sure to connect with you and get you some information. Um, We didn't get an opportunity at the beginning of our worship experience, but we want to give you an opportunity to sow. This is the time. This is a blessed time. It's a blessing to be able to give. That's why we should give cheerfully, because we are blessed to be able to give. We are blessed to be a blessing. And so this is the time for us to receive our tithes and our offerings and our seeds. And we want you to sow according to what it is that you believe in God for. Your tithes is 10%. Some people grow, some people net, but 10% of whatever is coming to your house, your bank account, your whatever, however you receive your finances. But God gives seed to the sower. And I would be remiss as a lead pastor if I didn't encourage you to give to sow. Because we want the, re- the devourer to be rebuked. In your life, we want you to prosper. We want you to be successful. We want you to be in a position to give. We are a church that does a lot of outreach, and we're unable to do those things if people don't go above and beyond their tithes and offering. We do not take from the tithes and offering our operating funds to do our outreach projects. It's because of those who go above and beyond and say, yes, I want to sow, and God bless you for that. So the way to give is on the screen. We want to encourage you to sow. We want to encourage you to sow. We want to encourage you to give. As you're sowing and you're preparing your seed, I'm going to to recite the giving decree with you um, momentarily. But I want to pray over your seed. And, Father, we thank you for every person who is obeying you today, that hear you speaking, that feel the pull of what you're saying to sow, that they're not sowing according to how they feel, but they're sowing according to what you said. Because we truly want to be a resource center in the earth, which means that you bring to us so you can give through us. And, Father, we thank you that you multiply every seed that is sown on today, Father. Father, I speak increase to their their finances, Father, divine favor. Father, it may not even be in finances that the the increase comes, but, Father, whatever assignment that they give to this seed, I come in agreement with them, Father, that your will will be done in the name of Jesus. Bless them and continue to increase them, Father, in Jesus' name. Let's recite our giving decree because we're going to go ahead. We have some things that we have to do immediately following worship, and we want to honor your time. But let us let us recite this together and say it like you mean it. Say it like you're excited. I'm going to look at this monitor this week because I had some challenges on that one last week. So I'm not turning my back to y'all, but I'm just letting y'all know what I'm doing, okay, for all the Internet trolls. Say, so because I obey God in my giving, I believe God loves to see me prosper. I choose to sow cheerfully, generously, and bountifully, knowing I will reap bountifully. I have in abundance every favor and earthly blessing. All my needs are met and I abound in every good work. 
I believe in God for jobs and better jobs, advancements, raises and bonuses, sales and commissions, God ideas and strategies, debts paid off, expenses decreased, blessings and increase, financial freedom and breakthroughs. And it is so in Jesus' name. Y'all better get serious about this giving decree. We stand on the word of God and we believe God and what he has declared over our lives. And um, our announcements are, uh, as. Uh, do we have the announcement video? Okay, so um, turn to your screens for our announcement. God bless you. Hello, thank you for joining our Thrive Zone Church Worship Gathering. We are glad you are here. I am here to share the Thrive Zone Church announcements. Stay connected. Text connect to 4048001130. Join in prayer every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 6 a.m. Call 1-971-224-6593. Access code 429658. Thrive Table Talk, our virtual interactive Bible discussion, is held every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Visit our website at www.thrivezone.life. Click on the Thrive Table Talk link. We'll save a virtual seat for you. Please support the Thrive Zone Church Senior Care Package Outreach. We will provide 50 non-perishable food baskets and 50 essential care baskets to deserving seniors. We are accepting financial donations through October 8th. You can submit your donation on our website at www.thrivezone.life or cash app dollar sign ThriveZone. Please earmark your donation for senior baskets. Connect with us from anywhere by joining our eCampus. Text eCampus to 4048001130 and our eCampus coordinator will be in touch. Need prayer? Email your prayer request to prayer at thrivezone.life. Thrivezone t-shirts are available at www.thrivezone.life. Get yours today. If you not have done so, please download our app to stay connected and receive all the alerts and updates. Text app to 4048001130 to start your download. And please connect with us on all social media at The Thrive Zone. Thank you again for joining us. Amen. Those are our announcements. Thank you all so much for worshiping with us on today. This has truly been a blessing. I want to thank you for your obedience. I truly love um, my Thrive Zone family, you all are absolutely amazing. And I just pray that God continues to bless and increase you and your families. If you're online and you want to connect with us, you can connect with us here at the Stone Mountain Campus. We are here every Sunday at 1215 and online for our um uh, table talk that you just saw doing the announcements at 7:30. It's amazing. You're welcome to join us from wherever you are. But we pray that you'll be with us on next week. Next week we have um, uh, we have something special for you. So we hope you'll tune in on next week. And then on the last Sunday of this month is our children are taking over the sanctuary. They're taking over again. And I'm excited about that. So if you want to be a part of that, um, you can go to our website to find out more information at thrivezone.life and um, see how you can come and be a part of that. It's going to be amazing. Um, our MIT Harriet has uh, an amazing, another amazing day set up for us. I know that's why, you know, MIT Harriet, I love the way that sounds. 
So God bless you. Um, thank you again for worshiping with us, and we hope to see you again on next Sunday. God bless.